You're listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From August 2nd, 2020 at Chapel about the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida. The text is Exodus chapter 16, beginning with verse 2. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. And then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way, I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. And on the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord. For he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. And then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And in the evening, quails came up, covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine, flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. Skipping ahead to verse 35. And the Israelites ate manna 40 years until they came to a habitable land. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. to start today with a story out of World War II. Out of the war, there were, there were many, many bombing raids in various cities, and what happened as a result of those raids were that many, many children were left orphans. Their parents died in those raids. And so the children sometimes would wander the streets days on end, hungry, needing food. The luckiest of those children were taken into refugee camps where they were given a place to sleep and they were fed and taken care of. 
One of the things that happened in those camps that the workers noticed was that the children were having a hard time sleeping. They just could not find their way to sleep. And they tried everything that they could think of to help the children be able to fall asleep. Nothing worked. Until one day, one of the workers thought, well, what if we, what if we give each child just a simple piece of bread to hold on to as, as they sleep? And don't you know that, that it worked? Holding a piece of bread enabled the children to be able to go to sleep. It was like they thought, I ate today, and tomorrow I will eat again. Now, while most of us don't know the trauma that those children knew, most of us do know what it means to lose something important to us, don't we? Loss can take the various forms throughout the course of our lives. We can lose somebody we love. We can lose a dream. We can lose our health. We can lose our job. We can lose our home. Most of us know some form of loss as we make our way through this thing called life. And what do we do when we lose something? I think we can find ourselves kind of feeling like those children grasping, kind of clinging to anything that makes us feel safe and secure in those times of loss. And so things we cling to, we, we put money in the bank for a rainy day or for our retirement. That's, that's a way that we kind of cling to something that makes us feel secure. It feels secure. It feels good to have some money in the bank, so I'm told. We cling to things like a good solid home. We, we make sure we have a good solid roof over our heads so that when the rains came and the storms come, that we're safe and we're secure. We cling to relationships, people we trust. We kind of cling on to those relationships. It's perfectly normal. I'm not saying these things are bad. These are the normal reactions. We, we hold on to the things that make us feel secure in life because we know how insecure life really is. And that's how we cope with, with loss. But yet, losses still come, don't they? Even though we, we put all the money in the bank and have the strongest roof and the best relationships, we still are faced with loss. It's part of living this human life, part of being human. And when those losses come, it can make us feel anxious. Sometimes we can lose joy. Our whole wellness kind of suffers when we lose something, like all of us have lost something during this pandemic, haven't we? Some more than others. Some have lost their lives. Others have lost loved ones. Some have lost their jobs. Most of us have lost some of our routine or our patterns or our sense of security. We know loss. And when we experience loss, sometimes, occasionally, now I don't know anybody like this, but sometimes we kind of begin to complain, to gripe a little. Anybody, does that resonate with anybody? Maybe you live with somebody who does that. Okay, don't confess to that. Let's keep your marriages strong. It never. <laughs> we grumble, we complain, but we're not alone in this grumbling and complaining, are we? We have friends in Chapter 16 of the book of Exodus, we learn people who are grumbling, who are complaining. Now, 
think back to the story that I read you. Let me give you the pre-story. You know Moses went and led the people out of Egypt, out of slavery in Egypt. They have been slaves in Egypt for 430 years. Now, I have a birthday this month, and I'm not 430 years old. I may look at 430 years, that's a long time that they have been slaves in Egypt. And now Moses is leading them out of slavery into Egypt. This has been about a month before our story picks up today. Moses led them up to the Red Sea. They had no idea how they would cross. And wouldn't you know that God parted the waters and the Israelites crossed on dry ground. The Egyptian army chasing them perished in that same sea. Now this is no little exodus. This is 600,000 men plus women, children, livestock, some estimates. This is two to three million people. Like the population of Chicago. Any of you ever been to Chicago? (laughs) The whole population of Chicago leaving and moving into this wilderness, into this desert. It's been about a month now, but only three days since they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. The scriptures tell us that the people believed in the Lord their God. And then what happens three days later? Moses, this is your fault. I'm hungry. I just want to go back to Egypt. I would rather die in Egypt with my belly full than with my belly empty as a free person. And so they're grumbling and they're complaining. It's interesting how belief fails when our bellies rumble. I know mine does. You don't want to see me hangry. I guarantee you that. So they begin to blame Moses and they begin to blame Aaron. And who could blame them, really, right? Have you ever been hungry? Like, really? Really hungry? But there's good news in this story. And the good news is this, God hears their groaning. Not only does God hear their groaning, but God cares about their groaning. And not only does God hear, not only does God care, but God provides for them in the wilderness. All they have known of God up until this point is they have known God as this warrior who delivered them from the mighty hand of the Egyptians. And now they're going to discover that God is also like a loving mother tending to the needs of her children. And maybe the reason that they don't fully trust God is that they don't fully know God. And if you've ever found yourself losing faith, maybe the reason that we don't fully trust God is that we don't fully know God. God provides, therefore, the Israelites in the form of quail every evening. I've never had quail. I'm sure it's delicious. (laughs) Quail every evening and manna every morning. I've never had manna either. But for 40 years, the children of Israel in the desert, they eat manna. What is it, they ask? They have no idea. It's bread. And so they have manna kebabs, and they have manna sandwiches, and they have (laughs) manna stew. And do you get the drift? It's manna every day, but enough for everyone. If you read ahead in the story, God gives them only enough for each day. Where does that 
ring a bell. Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, we just prayed that a moment ago, didn't we? God gave them enough for each day, but not more than the day. They can't hoard it. They can't put it in the bank or in their pantry. They can't put it in their hurricane preparation kit. Only enough for the day. Because what happened to it, if they tried to hoard it, holy manna became holy maggot. You don't want that. That's gross. So only enough for the day. What did the people of Israel learn about God during their 40 wander years? They learned that they could trust that God would provide. And it empowered them to live out their lives there in the desert, somewhere between slavery and sovereignty. They learned that they could trust that God would provide for their needs. Back to the story about the little children in World War II. There's another story that came out of that same time period in our world's dark history, World War II. In the concentration camps there um, in Auschwitz and Dachau, there was a prisoner, a, 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 a guy named Viktor Frankl. Dr. I've talked about him before. Dr. Frankl was a, a, a psychiatrist, and he was a prisoner at both Dachau and Auschwitz in the concentration camps there. And he went into that experience as a prisoner, but also with his eyes open as a researcher, as a psychiatrist. And he observed many things about human nature there in those camps with the fellow prisoners that he was with. And one of the things that he observed that in these most harsh, horrific conditions, he saw moments of humanity that, that left their mark on his, on his life. One of the things he witnessed is that on occasion, and it was rare, but on occasion there would be a man in the camps, a prisoner, who facing hunger, who facing emaciation, would take his last piece of bread and give it to another. And in that act, it was not only great compassion, but it was great freedom. Because in that act of giving up a person's last piece of bread, it's saying, you can enslave my body, but you cannot enslave my spirit. I am human. And I can give my last piece of bread to someone who needs it. Now, I want to be, I want to be that kind of person. Don't you? That even when I'm struggling, that even when I'm suffering, I can still give of that which the good Lord has given me. I want to be that kind of person. What an act of humanity that is. What an act of personal liberty to give that kind of thing away. Here in this liminal time between what was before pandemic and whatever it is on the other side, we need to remember that God provides for us here. And when we trust in that, when we fully believe in that, it enables us then to give away something precious to us for someone who needs it more. That's power, that's freedom. 
That's humanity. So my dear friends, wake up and enjoy the provision that God has given, not just for yesterday and not just for today, but for tomorrow and the next day and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.